Hey, the crazy ones, the misfits, rebels, troublemakers, round packs and square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules, and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify or vilify them. About the only thing you can do is ignore them, because they change things, they push the human race forward. And while some may see them as a crazy ones, we see genius. Welcome to the Trish Show, hosted by Samandar Shanov. Please briefly introduce yourself to our audience, and then we move on. Sweet. Well, I am Elliot Greenwood. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm currently in my final year at uh, LSU, which is here in Baton Rouge. And I'm mm -hmm. here to talk about my new business, Checkup. Awesome. Uh, I see that your one-liner really excites me. Checkup is like Expedia, but for vet clinics. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it's... Uh, I, I like it. Uh, I tend to, uh, most of us tend to ask what you do, <laughs> but let me ask why you do what you do. At the end of the day, you have some, you have some vision uh, for a better future. Uh, you have uh, the end game in mind, right? So uh, tell me what's your purpose? What's what made you to work on this project? Uh, so do you want me to start with? The, this project yeah uh what uh, uh like uh, what's your vision for this project what's the 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 purpose uh that you started that that made you to work on this project yeah yeah okay so um the main real start is i've been an entrepreneur my whole life uh since mm -hmm. doing lemonade stands as a kid i started my first like official business which was a clothing company when i was 15 i'm almost 22 now and mm -hmm. i've been just kind of looking to start another business and this idea kind of jumped out whenever i was talking with uh my roommate who started my last business with me and a mentor of mine and uh, this mentor happened to approach my roommate and I uh, and co-founder and checkup actually about how he's interested in partnering with us because we're super young and he sees that we are kind of the future and he's wrapping up his current business. So we got to talking one day at lunch and we got the idea by basically mixing it between a few businesses and through refining this that's how we came up with Expedia for vet clinics so the whole reason we kind of want to approach this is we we realize that the the technology that's there for consumers uh when dealing with getting your pet taken care of and all of this is not as caught up as for sure, as caught up as like your healthcare as a human, but 
we figured that we could make it easier by trying to create this platform that essentially like check or like Expedia, you can just go search what you want, just see how much it is and then easily just book it. Except obviously uh, the difference between Expedia is you're actually buying it. This you're just booking an appointment, but yeah. So the goal with this is to constantly better every aspect of the vet clinic experience. So even though we're starting kind of with this and we're starting uh, geographically here, we eventually want to be global because we think that's how we can provide the most value as a network of this. And then we eventually want to branch out into other softwares that can not only help the consumer when they're trying to get their pet taken care of, but to help out the vet clinics themselves and provide software solutions for them as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, it's basically you're focusing on the experience of customers, right? So uh, you already see that there is a, a market for it, so people already paying for it, but you want to improve that experience of the customers, right? Of course. So uh, I don't know if you have a pet yourself. Uh, I don't have it. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, the reason I was asking is if you would probably understand this experience if you had one yourself but so a lot of people we've talked to and especially new pet owners don't really know exactly not only what they're doing because they just got a new pet but also you aren't really given clear answers so for example another roommate of mine just got a dog and he wanted to know how much it would cost to get her her shots. And he called two or three vet clinics and none of them gave them pricing. And they didn't really give him a clear answer on anything. So he kind of just was like, okay, I'm going to pick this one. Well, one of the reasons we like what we're doing with this idea and we think it's a lot of people will find the value in it is typically as consumers, especially now in this day and age, you like to do all the research on your own and you really like to go in with as much information as possible when buying things. So one of the ways we plan on doing that is allowing it to be almost like, like I mentioned earlier, this business is kind of a combination of a bunch of different concepts all into just this specific industry, but kind of like Glassdoor, how users can post and Yelp, how users can uh, post reviews. We are actually, we actually have it to where you can provide further transparency by being like, okay, look, I, I had this procedure at this place and this is how much I paid so that you can kind of go in and see that even if vets post their pricing on our platform, you can also see that based on reviews and based on what other people have uploaded that, oh, hey, this vet might not be that good because they list their prices this, but all these people paid this. So 
the whole goal is to then of this is to go in and kind of make it as easy as possible and take and add as much clarity as possible to this whole process. Sorry if I rambled on there. No, uh, as um, yeah, you made a clear statement about that when um, when customer given this choice of uh, more information, they feel in control basically, right? It's uh, one of the psychological reasons why people use Google because they see there is no ultimate ultimatum answers, but uh, they have multiple answers for their problems and uh, users have to figure this out, which one of them fits them, etc. And also they have more information about uh, the whole thing. Like, uh, or another example is uh, Amazon, where you could, uh, where Amazon offers its uh, customers uh, more information about this particular product, because this is how uh, they trust the system that this is legitimate, uh, the, the, the reviews are legitimate or the product is legit, legitimate because they can compare it with other sellers, they can compare it with other products in that category and to make sure that they are buying the right thing and also and to make sure that the whole experience with this product is uh, also tested uh, with other um, the previous customers. So you can read the reviews of the previous customers, make sure that they are buying the right thing. So this is something that like gives uh, them feeling of uh, uh, in control. So which uh, leads me to another question. What's the most essential none of these need your product will fulfill or psychological need your product fulfill? So like, tell me this sort of, what emotions, impressions, or psychological impact that you are selling, right? So, because uh, one of the reasons I ask this question often, because uh, oftentimes we think that we're selling that product, but what actually people is buying for is what impressions and emotion that it brings or what psychological needs that it fulfill, right? So... And uh, one of those can be, in your case, is that they feel in control, uh, that they have this information uh, about their the, the whole experience, right? So what are you saying? <laughs> uh, no, I completely agree. I mean, the I was watching it recently, and one of the things that they that led to the success of McDonald's is that they were saying you're not in the burger business you're in the real estate business and that's how they were able to grow is cuz the company was actually buying the real estate and doing doing that as opposed to focusing on the burgers obviously they they needed to do that too but anyway now i i get exactly what you're saying with this the easiest way i can put it or the most simple way i can put it is that we're really selling clarity and um we're selling clarity in a way that's as easy to consume as possible. So when our when users use our platform, they know that they are getting honest data and they're saving so much time by being able to just go on and be like, okay, this is the experience this person had at this vet, this is how much they paid. And they can then compare that to other vets and see that they're not getting ripped off. So I guess at the end of the day, it's a, we're selling saving time and clarity. 
that's the two main ones. Yeah, saving time uh, is something that's profound. That uh, people when 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 you have given a choice of um, like uh, you mentioned regarding that uh, that they they trust. So you're building trust that uh, they they'll not get ripped off, right? So one thing is uh, so that's one of those buttons, right? Maybe psychological, emotional buttons that. Uh, they feel safe, right, with you, basically. So that builds trust, right? Yeah, and, indeed. Uh, I mean, I think I, I don't even think a lot of the overall healthcare industry provides clarity. So by us coming in and doing what we're doing, we're kind of giving the power to the consumer, and we're giving them what they want because at the end of the day, they want this clarity and they have not been given an easy tool or an easy way of getting this clarity. And by checkup existing, they are not only able to get this clarity to where they have this peace of mind, but they can save a lot of time than what they would normally be doing when it comes to what they would be experiencing when taking care of their pets. So we'd also be then saving them time because it's so much easier to use our platform for its intended use than it would be to do it the old way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, something I often uh, wonder uh, that uh, uh, like technology change, trends change, everything change. Like after 10 years, no one knows what kind of uh, new things will happen. And um and according to Jeff Bezos, the best strategy is to focus on the things that don't change, because uh, that creates that helps you to create a long-term value to ensure some stability, right? And how do you think what's not going to change in the next ten years in your field? What do I think is not going to change within the next? Uh, in terms of let's say customer needs, right? Because um, uh, th- those are the things that that brings them back to you uh, again and again. So something that you know about customers for sure that, that will not that's not going to change for the next ten years. Um, I think the the demand for the best quality pet care for the best price and just getting mm-hmm. the overall best value when it comes to taking care of your pet. I don't think that's going away because. Mm-hmm people are getting more and more people are getting pets and pets are being treated more and more like members of the family. There's not many Uh people, unless I guess you live out in a rural area that have Uh outdoor cats and dogs. For the most part, people have their animals inside the house domesticated. And on Uh top of that, they care more about them. And one further thing that's being reinforced is as less and less people, uh, at least here in the U.S., that's mostly where I've done my research, but I think this is a pretty global trend, is that people are getting married and having kids later in life. So because of that, they're getting more and more pets and having that fill that emotional void that might be normally filled by a family. So I think people are always going to be searching for making sure they're getting the best 
vet care and care just for their pets because people really, really care about their pets, sometimes more than people. Um, so I think that <laughs> sometimes more than people. <laughs> that, I mean, some people care me. about their pets more than some people. So um, I think that the need for constantly do, giving them the best will be there for the long term. It's just how will that be serviced might change, aka us coming in and doing this. But who knows in 10 years where even this will be. Yeah. And um, which uh, brings me to another question. There should be uh, sort of maybe uh, something that uh, you might come to later on thinking about, right? What do you believe that few others do? Like something that is true? Uh, because uh, you have some sort of conviction that uh, few realize it yet. And that's why that made you to work on this project maybe, right? So is it, would you like to share something? It's something similar to this. What do you mean? Can you rephrase this question? Uh, let me rephrase. Okay. So um, when, when solving some uh, specific problem in the market, uh, often you have sort of, uh, let's say, a unique insight that is uh, sort of non-obvious, right? And something that few people realize it, right? Um, is it something like this? You, you, you had sort of uh, this uh, scenario where you believe in something that's true, but few people realize that that's why they believe the opposite, maybe. Yeah. Um, I think... It's just a, it's a unique approach to the industry, but it's not something completely new. And uh, again, stop me if I'm not really answering your question. But like I told you, when we were first kind of forming this out, this idea out, and I mean, obviously we still are, but we aren't doing anything new. And that's why our tagline and kind of our main intro point is that we're Expedia for vet clinics. We aren't, obviously, by saying that, we're trying to compare ourselves to Expedia, which is a household brand that's been around for almost two decades now and does all of the explaining on what we are. But we are also, I mean, we are kind of taking important and key things from Expedia, Glassdoor, and OpenTable, which are all three huge companies that are very successful. So it comes down to the fact that it's very, very rare that you get something completely revolutionarily or completely new that's super revolutionary. While this might be very innovative and might do a lot of disrupting, which I think it will, we didn't reinvent the wheel. We're borrowing a lot from, which I apologize, my dog is barking now. Um, but we are borrowing a lot from those three businesses on their product and kind of taking that in and using it to build something, build something new, but we're taking from something existing, if that makes sense. Yeah, sure. Uh, there is uh, nothing that's completely new. <laughs> Actually, yeah, in uh, everything, it's taken from something uh, that's understandable. And um, yeah, uh, in some, what's uh, 
how do you think uh, who will be your early adopter? You have uh, have you uh, thought about this question in a way that uh, someone who could uh, help you to uh, to adopt this, like uh, someone who is willing to try even the the earliest version, uh, which might be buggy or something. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, early adopters, I think, being that they're younger and they care about this more is probably college students and young professionals because they're the ones that are would I think find the most value out of this being that they obviously do not have the disposable income that some older people have two they're more open to adopting new technology. I think younger people being that they've grown up with so much technology and so much change in technology that they just automatically adopt new tech more than certain people that may not have been accustomed to changing technology at the speed that it is. And then finally being that these, these, this age of people a lot of times might be one, this might be their first time they've owned a pet or two, they might be moving a lot. The value that people will see in this a lot is, especially if they move to a new city and they don't have any knowledge, especially being that most of the healthcare industry is based on referrals. This would be a way that if they need, if they move to a new city, they can be like, oh, I'm, I, I don't even know any place to go take my pet, but then they can go on checkup and be like, oh, look, I can go here if I need to. I can go here if I need to. Oh, this place looks good. Oh, I'll stay away from that place, et cetera. Great. So um, this is basically the, um, we can tell is uh, as a marketplace where you're connecting the wet clinics, right? Uh, with customers. Can you repeat that? Pet owners. Do you mind repeating that again? Hello? Can you repeat that, please? Hear you, hello? I can hear you, but can you repeat the question? Ah. So uh, I'm I'm saying is um, it's not a question actually. <laughs> oh, so um, <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a marketplace. It's a marketplace where you're connecting wet clinics with the pet owners, right? Yes. Uh, essentially, it's going to be a mix of. Uh, have you used Open Table before? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be kind of like table. that, but also kind of like even Airbnb, for example, is to where it's going to be as easy as you just look for what you want or what you need. And then in as few of clicks as possible, you can book your appointment. Mm-hmm. And being and then, that, um... I was going to say being that from what we've, found a lot of vet clinics 
currently have still so many call-in appointments where you have to call in or the way they do it is you select a day and time and it'll send the clinic an email and they check it. And then if it's good, they'll send you an email back confirming it. And just to take all of that time out is if it's available, just be able to book it and then not have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so here um, I'm uh, interested about the whole, uh, the bigger picture where uh, you're connecting the two sides of the market. So the supply side and demand side, the supply side is the, the wet clinics. So they have to run the businesses, they are the businesses basically. And you have the demand side with pet owners and um, they are the ones with the burning uh, questions of how they can take care of their uh, pets. So, and you're basically connecting the two sides of the market and the, and, and there should be some, uh, like I think you have already the business model in mind where uh, you, you might be charging some percentages from the pet owners, right? Uh, the pet owners ideally are not going to pay anything. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, clinics. I mean, vet clinics. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, we're looking yeah. at approaching it with a model of like that uh, Open Table has to where they get paid per booking. So mm-hmm. anytime somebody pays, it's like a flat fee. Um, we're looking at like five or six dollars per booking made through our our platform mm-hmm. and being the the average price we found that somebody will spend at the vet we think it's worth it that they will pay five to six dollars uh because if somebody goes in and the vet clinic is going to make money so mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so we're just bringing them revenue yeah so uh yeah i think um uh when this uh when we approach this this way uh, as in a marketplace, uh, we see the clear picture where uh, the marketplace, uh, as more pet owners join your network, uh, sorry, as more uh, the the wet clinics join the network, the it will be more valuable for pet owners since they have more options, and uh, and same time as more pet owners join the network it will be also more valuable for vet clinics since they have now more customers, uh, potential customers and customers who could uh, buy from them. So, um, uh, so and, and, um, and as since as in the marketplace, uh, you have a chicken egg problem where uh, which side of the market should be, um, uh, you know, uh, gazers first. You have to focus first. So, how do you think uh, the wet clinics or the pet owners, which of the market you have to focus initially in your case? So, for us, our initial focus is going to be on users or pet owners mm-hmm. because we, mm-hmm. the concept of encouraging and getting because this is crucial from the initial start and kind of the hard part is getting pricing because there are other 
kind of poorly executed businesses like this that aren't very big. But one key factor that even though people don't exclusively shop on price, it is something that people would like to know. Um, and it goes back to just because a consumer or vet clinics don't like to publicly give out their pricing. And while that is the case, just because vet clinics don't like to give out their prices does not mean that consumers want th- don't want them. I think part of mm-hmm. every con- like just buying experience in this current market, every you want to know as much as you possibly can before buying, and everyone does their own research. So part of the fact that you don't know the price is aggravating, and I think it. It's one of those that from the vets that I've talked to, they, while they say a lot of them don't ever want to give up or show their prices, I think that being that the consumer has such a large just power in the marketplace nowadays that even though that's how it's currently done, that doesn't mean that's how things will always be done. So they might, a lot of vets might resent us at first, but if we can prove that we are getting them more business, we think it'll be good. So the whole point of why we want users on first is they can provide with their data and people can kind of first, uh, the first initial launch is people are going to go and see, oh, look, we can compare. And it's really just a comparison tool at first because that's why we're launching so soon. Uh, we're launching in 12 days mm-hmm. and the initial basis of that involves getting as much data as possible. Well, once we have the data and the users, we can then go to these vet clinics and be like, look, all we've had this many people try and book appointments through our platform uh, for you. If they all did that through our plat, or that would be X amount of revenue for you. This is the business model that we're trying to do. We think we could increase your business if you join. So, mm-hmm. so you initially like, want to focus on demand side of the market, right? Correct. So if you, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how we find it to be easier because it's not exactly. It's, it's going to be difficult, but because this is the one industry that hasn't historically shown pricing. Mm -hmm. Whenever Mm -hmm. you go book an Airbnb, it's not like you are like, oh, I like this house, but I don't know how much it's going to cost. And then you just book it anyway and then just hope it's not too expensive. Like that you're crazy if you do that and that would Mm -hmm. never work. Well, why is it like that for here? Like, that doesn't make any sense to me that this one industry, even though it's essentially the same thing, why it works that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the value proposition for uh, customers uh, will be, uh, for pet owners will be that you're bringing the transparency, right, in the market. So uh, before you, there was no, like before, 
uh, checkup, there was no transparency. Uh, and after the checkup, there is a transparency now. So uh, there's a transformation uh, that happens after you. So you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's the goal. And I mean, we're probably going to get a lot of backlash at first, but I think every new idea does. I, mm-hmm. I, but I think, I think this is something that will overall benefit everyone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that, that's great. Yeah, that's great. So uh, being a change maker in the market is, has a great advantage actually. And uh, initially, yeah, of course, uh, to make that happen, uh, you have to uh, come with the right strategy. And I think initially focusing on the demand side of the market is a great idea since this is how you will gain some market power. So you can go to um, businesses and tell them, hey, look at this. I have this amount of customers waiting uh, for you, right? So, hey, just uh, let us to uh, connect you you guys with them, right? And, and th- there will be no brainer not to show their pricing since they, uh, this is how you can uh, make a compelling offer to them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think, uh, what's the, um, uh, how can you become the easiest choice for your early adopters? Best way I can say that we do that is by making sure we just have a ridiculously easy to use product that is very clean. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's just marketing. At, at the end of the day, there's so many business ideas that are out there that I see that I'm like, I've never heard of this. How many people have actually heard of this? And I think that they could just do a better job at marketing and they would be a way better business. So that's kind of, see, for how much I've seen this, I am. the goal is to spend an absurd amount of money on marketing and do an absurd amount of marketing to get users because at the end of the day, people don't go with the best. They go with what they've heard of. And what yeah. That's why I'm asking this question uh, where you have, uh, do you have sort of the access to the market access to the customers that uh, maybe you are part of some uh, community, right? And where you ha- where you you have built your personal brand, maybe. So, do you have sort of access to the market in any in any form and shape? Um, other than social media, not really. I mean, that was kind of our goal. Is uh, social uh, pet owners are pretty plugged in on social media and are and. Pets are a very common thing in that. So I think just tapping into that is something very valuable. And if, if we do it correctly, I think we'll pay off very well for us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. And uh, why I mentioned it about the community part, because this is uh, essential thing uh, for something like you're you doing, or marketplaces, since um, uh, this is how you develop your, uh, uh, let's say, 
you you learn the lingo, their lingo. So may you are already the pet owner yourself. So you you might be already have this understanding of the market, and uh, but uh, and if when whenever you have uh, the easy access to the market, you can um, make. Uh, yourself the easiest choice for them easily when you have access to uh, people access to your customers so uh, all right uh, what are the people hiring your product to do then <laughs> I mean um, when when we think of our product as as a human or as a sort of professional uh, we can uh, we can see the what, uh, what what are those jobs that we replacing basically. So we see the in a way that uh, we are replacing the existing um, a function of some specific uh, professionals. So what that could be in your case? Um, so there's a trade-off that we will see so us existing would have basically be all of the leverage that a vet clinic would need to advertise or market because mm-hmm. when people use our our or when people use checkup they are directly looking for vets so it's not like they're having to go blindly go advertise at like in like a magazine or even on like Google. Yeah. Google is great and they can do that as well by actually going to us. They, they take a lot of the time out and they get to, they get to touch the hottest leads essentially from a sales perspective is people that are Mm. actively looking for that. So the mm-hmm. so from the perspective from the perspective of the vet clinics you are their salesman right yes <laughs> and but the other thing that we we are bringing them leads and essentially bring driving them a lot of traffic but on the other hand by kind of forcing their hand on price transparency one thing we might be doing is we might be their margins will be lower and they might make less money because they um, or their their prices are just known now and they can't somebody who which this happens a lot in this industry is somebody just you can look and see and it's the exact same value and it's the exact same procedure, but somebody might charge four times more for something. Well, if all these prices are shown, I don't know how long it will be for that person to continue charging four times as much. Mm-hmm. So, um, what? What? Uh, so, from the from the perspective of customers, uh, uh, it's clear that. Uh, you are the one who is connecting them, right? So is there any sort of job that is exists in the market that's uh, sort of uh, somewhat like a middleman maybe, right? So who connects the uh, customers with 
the wet clinics, is there a sort of job exist in your market or not yet? Uh, not really, but mm -hmm. again, the disruption is going is we not saying we will, but we have the potential to put vet, some vet clinics out of business because a lot of them are very small clinics and they probably, and they might not be able to lower their prices any. So being that we enter, we introduce price into the, into the mix, that's where it gets, that's where the, the, the disruption is occurring. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, what, uh, so I, I asked it regarding, uh, what are the people hiring your product to do and what could be the reason that they might fire your product? <laughs> I mean, um, what do you mean? Like the vet clinics would fire us? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah. So vet clinics or customers. So what, what are those things? Is there any, have you defined the boundaries, right? Uh, so something that might uh, make them to switch, not to use your product uh, and uh, yeah, and go with traditional way or use other services. So what that could be? Uh, the biggest thing could be is if they just go directly to the vet or if some other competitor comes and exists but the other thing that you have like you mentioned earlier is network value is something that will potentially work in our favor so if we grow quick enough and we get more consumers and we get more vet clinics on our platform it's going to be a lot harder for other people to want to try and do the same thing if we are the dominating player because they're like oh this is the big one why would i use any other one when I could just use this. By the way, are you also uh, do a contract with the wet clinics, like uh, official contract uh, or? Um, pr right now, we are not planning to. We are planning on making it just as easy as like doing Google or Facebook ads that you just put a credit card or a debit card on on file I'm, and no sorry i mean eventually i mean eventually uh do you have plans to do that plans to do what like um for example uh, making exclusive contracts where they're not allowed to use other similar services if they appear in a market like just um, like uber uber does uh, i'm not sure whether they are still doing it but uh, they use it to do that where they make a uh exclusive uh, contracts with the drivers so that they are not allowed to use other uh, driving apps. Um, we potentially could do that. I think that might inhibit some growth because I think that adds just an extra layer of, of necessity of, or an, a, it, it adds more friction to the sales process. So I think by not doing that, we have that, but the way that we kind of add stickiness is our eventual goal, but being how expensive it will be to build, we are not starting there and we're not focusing there is eventually going into the vet clinic enterprise software. 
space and building out their like work workflow management software and because from some of the vets i've talked to they all hate it but it it is so ingrained in their business that it would take them so much time and it would be too stressful for them to switch so it would be worth it for us to go in and make it better and then help them and actually implement it for them that way why would they want to switch from our network if we're also providing them their software Yes. Yeah, so, um, uh, like uh, uh, you mentioned, if you focus on right now building your customer list, and on uh, that's the asset basically that you can uh, go and 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 uh, start uh, acquiring the vet clinics, right? I mean, uh, acquiring in terms of uh, connecting, right? Connecting the vet clinics, and so and. Uh, Okay. Uh, how do you think? Uh, what will be your wow factor of your idea from the word of mouth marketing perspective? Since uh, growing through ads is uh, more expensive, right? And so, uh, what that will be that makes you, uh, customer to say wow and, and use your product, or some sort of triggers maybe. Uh, have you thought about this stuff? So the best way that I've seen that I think we can accomplish this, and we've done it already with, we actually launched it yesterday with like our intro explainer video that you can see at our website, checkup.app. But I recently read, and I completely agree with that because most businesses aren't, super revolutionary one of the best ways that you make your brand stand out is your brand's personality which also at the end of the day comes down to the personality of the founders and i consider myself a pretty unique and creative person and i would say the same about my other founders and i think one of the best things to do is to just be our our authentic selves and show that and incorporate that into our brand so we think not obviously shooting to go viral would be great, but we think if we, a, a lot of our success that we found has just been silly, ridiculous, kind of out of the box videos promoting checkup because at the end of the day, even though it's silly and ridiculous, you remember it. And by getting as many people to remember us as, oh, that's the company that does those silly videos or whatever, that will always keep them on their mind. And I think that's a way that we can grow of, uh, just super successfully that other companies might not be able to do, especially being our age. Uh, we're more willing to do that and take the risks because we're 22-year-olds and not older adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to, you uh, you have to be known for something, and being known for silly videos is <laughs> can be great. All right. Uh, um, so yeah, and I mean also dealing with pets, it's a lot easier to be silly with pets than it is to mm. be by yourself. So especially if you're selling like insurance or something. So anyway, mm. 
Well, it depends on the person, so you can make an insurance fund too. <laughs> well, you're right. You're right. If you and want, I, I don't mean to doubt on insurance because pet insurance is something we are actually looking at. But, um, mm. but yeah, no, I mean right, that's uh, the way I think of standing out is, is. Yeah, it was really a great talk with you. <laughs> uh, so. Make sure if for those listening, go to checkup.app. We'd love your support, feedback, and anything else so we can better our mm -hmm. platform for you and make sure your pet gets everything they need. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, Samandar, thanks for having me so much. I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. And see you soon. Yeah.